Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Maybe we can have a little sound going. <laughs> I can't really practice and do it for real. I don't really you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice job. <laughs> hey, everyone, welcome. <laughs> welcome back to a special 100% quarantined edition of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Tim Chelsvik, and we've got What's up? <laughs> a delay in the audio. No, no. Matt Drury. Mark We're good to go. <laughs> that was awkward. You know, if if people are tuning in to see something bad happen, then this is the episode to stay tuned to because stuff is going to happen during this show. Yes, no doubt. no doubt. We have a lot of moving parts. So we're all in our respective homes right now, and we're, <laughs> we may have some special guests joining us in a little bit. We may have Terry hop on. There's a lot of different there's a lot of different parts of the show, but I'm curious, guys, how have you uh, been uh, been coping with being cooped up? Well, I have a three-year-old, so uh, there's I mean there's a lot to do, frankly. <laughs> Just keeping up with them, they have a lot of energy, so uh, it's been interesting trying to figure out what life's like working from home. Of course, my, my wife. Uh, She's here at the house, too, and so just learning how to live together and stay in our house and in our yard, that's been the most interesting aspect thus far. How about you, Mark? I try to act like I'm either three or five and bug Tracy to death. <laughs> you know, but uh, in all honesty, it's been amazing how much we've been able to accomplish and how busy we've stayed uh, working, you know, you know, not in the studio or not on the farm. Uh, it's been been interesting. I've canceled some turkey hunts. Uh, canceled Georgia canceled uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and just didn't want to take the chance to take something there or bring something back. You know, I think you know the CDC recommendations. Are, you know, they're not any people don't abide by them. So some of those hunts and making make sure we have a safe Missouri or, or Iowa turkey season. This is one of those scenarios where you really have to be able to think outside of yourself. And, and you may be fine, and you may get through this completely unscathed, but people are people can be asymptomatic carriers of the COVID-19 virus, and you could be completely feeling fine but still pass it on to someone. And, and man, it's, it's really a struggle because I, I see people out and about. I mean, we've got abandoned neighborhood kids that are just running around like they're on extended spring break, and, and you really just... I really wish people would take it more seriously. It is, and uh, that's the thing that's going to make it trickle on, and it's going to continue to hurt the economy and continue to slow down when the people that are playing by the rules get to go back to normal life. You know. Yep. Yep. 100%. Uh, it is what it is. So hopefully, it uh, the steps we are taking start to slow it down, and we can get back to getting our economy going again. That's the biggest biggest scare I think for any of us. You know. Now, I want to tell you. I'll say that the one interesting aspect I do find, like I, I live in a subdivision here outside of St. Louis in the suburbs, and to, for me personally, it is nice to, when we go on a walk through the neighborhood, of course we're 
you know, staying away from other people, but other people are in their yards and out. And I've seen people I've never seen in this neighborhood. I think because all the youth sports are canceled and, you know, all the activities are canceled, to me, it, it has reminded me of growing up in our small neighborhood in Bloomsville, Missouri, back in the 80s, when everybody every night was outside or in their yard, or mm -hmm. it, it has reminded me of that. So that's that's the one nice element of it. You know, you still try to keep your distance and everybody stick to themselves. But you know, I do find it nice to see all these neighbors out in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah, we've had we've had deck conversations with our neighbors next door. We go out on our deck and we chat with them and visit and stuff. And so there are way people are finding new ways to connect with one another, kind of back in the old like in in old school fashions. But one of those things where I hope that it helps people focus in on what's really important in life and slow down a little bit and uh, not take so many things for granted. I know we've spent more time together as a family. And uh, it's, you know, aside from the bickering back and forth between my kids, I've got an eight-year-old and a three-year-old, <laughs> it, it is really nice just to focus in on life itself because sometimes it just kind of slips by you. No doubt. Well said, Tim. It would be interesting to know how much data is being used across the world right now, you know, in terms of video, FaceTime, Zooms, Messenger. Um, just time on the social media platforms or YouTube, whatever the platform is, I would hate to guess how much data is being consumed right now. Mm. I, I can only imagine because I know, you know, we track our stuff pretty closely and we've seen our numbers obviously start to increase quite a bit. Uh, while, while we're all here together, why don't we take a few questions that are coming in on the Facebook Live. Uh, uh, Brendan Baker asked, uh, what we have picked out already for the fall, and I think we're probably a little premature for that, but Mark, what do you have any hopes of some survivors from last year making it through the summer? You know, I'll show you a shed picture um, right here. That's a buck, and this is an interesting story, okay? There's a big 10. I don't know if I can get this out of the glare to where, can you guys see? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Big 10 point. And that deer's connected to two different Catch-A-Dream hunters. Last year, Luke England was in, and this buck comes out, and, and I, I had what I thought was him, this shed, pictures of him all fall. He walked into the plot, Luke shoots him, and I'm like, cool, got, you know, got that big tent. So we do all the heroes and all that stuff, all the photos. This rolls around, and the buck that I thought he shot, I get pictures of him again. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, it was like he came back to life. So I go back and I look, and I had two that were literally twins last year. They were literally yeah. the same buck. And this buck was actually the one I thought Luke was shooting. So we have nicknamed him the Luke Buck. All right? And this year I took um, Mason out there, once again trying to kill this deer, and a different deer showed up and, and – uh, he ended up killing him. So this year has escaped two different catch dream children, and hopefully this coming year we finally get to, you know, get rid of the identity, the mis mistaken identity, and get a, a look at this guy. But he is a whopper of a ten point, and he'll be seven and a half next year. But that when I got pictures of him this summer, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, they're literally twins. It was a, it was an amazing mistake, but pretty cool story nonetheless. Nice. And that shed was picked up today, by the way. Oh. Like, 
within the last hour. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. For me personally, I, I got a couple deer that made it through last season on the lease that, you know, I, I hope they live because one of them, it, it's funny how it kind of worked out. The kid was in there at kind of after was at the ATA show, and he was trying to harvest a couple does for us. And behold, a couple deer that I had not seen all season long I had been chasing ran out in front of the blind in front of him at like 30, you know, 30 yards. And uh, he got a good look at both. Well, then later that day or that evening, I got a trail camera picture of one of them. He had shed his side already. And then the other one was limping real bad. And so I started paying real close uh, attention to my reconics cameras. And I had put some analogics out once the season ended. And they all started coming back. And I had one deer that was holding his kind of hoof up. And it was, you know, it was kind of blown up pretty big and I, I feel like it was him and we found his shed i just hope he makes it and it's yeah. a hoof rod or something like that because we know that you know they have a hard time surviving that a lot of times so the one the one good part about it we've had a pretty mild winter realistically so hopefully that you know they didn't get hammered with snow over and over and over again in, in extremely cold temperatures i'm hoping that you know, they, they both make it, and, and we'll see what they kind of blow into this year. Yeah, I, I thought I had a close call with a deer that I called Brokeer. I, I got pictures of him in Velvet back in August last year, then he started showing up again back on the property in just before Christmas. And uh, and I, I never got to him, but I found a deadhead when I was out shed hunting a few weeks back, and I really thought it was him. I came home, started looking at him, started looking at this deadhead real close, and then looking at the trail cams I had, of broke year and they're close but they're not exactly the same so I still you know still too bad to lose a good buck like that but it was not my target deer so I'm hoping that that guy sticks around and doesn't get hit by a car in suburbia you know the yeah. the dangers of living in um, within civilization you just never know what's going to happen to him for sure all right I got Any another question qu after that? yeah so Chaz Lyle is asking are the North Missouri turkey numbers as bad this year and what are market experiencing compared to last year? Uh, I think we've seen a drop uh, over the last decade or so. You get a few fluctuations with a few good hatches in there, but in general, our turkeys aren't reproducing. And I would say overall, our numbers are off by 50, 60, 70 percent, depending on where you're at uh, in North Missouri. Historically, the turkey numbers were better in North Missouri than they were in Southern Missouri, and I think that role has reversed a little bit. Uh, we're still pretty good in Southern Iowa. Oddly enough, like my farms are both both really close to the border, within 10 miles either way, north or south, Iowa or Missouri. But the Iowa numbers are a little better than Missouri, but still off from what the historical high was. We don't have the turkeys we used to, and we're just we're just not hatching the last few years. So I'd say they're down, Chaz. You're not you're not alone. All right, Brandon Souter asks Mark, how late can you do TSI hinge cutting and so on? Uh, also, do a full episode on creating habitat in detail. Thanks. He asked to do a full episode on habitat. You know, we're producing one right now, actually. Uh, it's on a 41-acre farm, and we're doing everything we possibly can to make that piece better, make it the best forty you could ever imagine. Uh, how late can you go? Well, it depends where you're at in the country, but I do believe you want to do those types of things before the sap starts to rise. Uh, but some of those junk trees, it probably doesn't make a big difference, provided you're 
identifying them correctly. Uh, there is a school of thought that you can do some during the winter um, and, and let that sunlight get in there and give it a full spring. And then you can also let some of those uh, target trees leaf out and then drop those in and around your bedding areas and you'll have the leaves on the tree. So a combination between right now and then again sometime in July, June or July, once they're full leaf or even August, then you're going to have even more cover in those bedrooms that you're creating. I know I'm, I'm doing that exact same thing. We went in and selectively let the light hit a lot of our south-facing hillsides, but we left a few trees in and around the area that we're going to drop in there for some extreme tops for bedding. Looks like Joe has a, a good question. He's asking, with all the hunts being canceled, uh, will the turkey numbers go up next year? And that's kind of a multi-pronged question here because some states are handling that differently. And I know, Mark, you've had experience with uh, with states shutting down non-resident hunting. Absolutely. Nebraska sent an uh, email out and a notification out yesterday that they were um, not going to sell any more non-resident tags. Uh, I already had mine, so I found out I was good to go if I choose to. Don't know whether I will or not. But um, I do think, because I, I went back and forth with a guy I normally hunt with out there in Nebraska, and, and our conversation was just that. You know what? It's going to give turkeys a big break if they do slow down some of the regulations. But I haven't actually heard of a state uh, uh, stopping the spring turkey season. Have you? I know travel is reduced. So therefore, the influx of out-of-state hunters, but I've not heard that any state has said, hey, we're not turkey hunting. It really sounds like the non-resident hunting is the thing that's that's, okay. that's looking at them. I, I can't imagine that would happen if a state decided to shut down a hunting season. I know here in Missouri, the Missouri Department of Conservation has extended uh, free fishing privileges to people through like April 15th, I think. So okay. if you had a fishing license, essentially you don't need a fishing license to fish until at least April 15th if you're over 16 years of age because they realize it's one of the few things that you can do right now and still practice safe social distancing and it may introduce a few new people to the sport. So Missouri is really taking the lead on that and I'm, I'm glad that they are. Wow, that's great. Scott Scott Ferguson asks, um, what is your experience with deer destroying your food plots before they have a chance to mature? He said he thought he was having soil issues, but it looks more and more like overbrowse. Yeah, lots of lots of problems with that. You know, that'll come down to a couple different things, especially in the spring. The overall size of the plot, if you're putting out soybeans or corn. And if you don't have the room to put out a grain type crop, clover is one of the things that's always the tried and true and go to and lasts longer than any other food plot out there. It comes up early in the spring, it's a high protein provider, and then it lasts all the way through Thanksgiving, sometimes on into December here in the Midwest. Down south, it is an awesome go to. Uh, I like the non typical clover from, from Mossy or from Biologic. Uh, if you really want to get a crop to grow and your deer, deer pressure is really high and you do have the space, yet they're still destroying it, that's the situation I'm in in a lot of places. A normal bean population that you would plant would be about 130 to 160,000 um, plants per acre. I, I take those numbers up drastically, somewhere 260, 280, maybe even 300, depending the overall brass pressure because if the deer end up eating half of them you've still got a normal population there to create the you know to end up having a good a good field and that has worked quite well for us couple that with an electric fence in stages 
two on the inside at different at different heights, 30 inches out, another one at a different height. Deer have trouble navigating through that to get the field. That's costly. It takes some time, but it doesn't work. I've, I've got something kind of selfish I want to do here, guys, and flip the script a little bit on our FaceTube viewers. I'd like to know what the morel report is like. If if you're finding morels, and if so, where are you finding them? You don't have to give me coordinates, but, like, your state. Or if you want to give me coordinates, you can. <laughs> but let, let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear. Now I'm hungry, Tim. Yeah, no kidding. I know, I know Kelly Turner... Down in South uh, yeah. Southern Illinois, he was finding them a couple, maybe a week ago already. Yeah, it seemed early, but he was finding them. I yeah. I, I was out uh, two nights. Was it two nights ago? Yeah, two nights ago, I was setting up a blind with my daughter. We we're gonna get ready for the youth turkey hunt this season, and there's a spot that Scott Heminger and I, there at Dury Outdoors, found a ton of morels last year. We just got to them too late, so I went down to try to get to them. They're by a creek, and the bull was out. And the bull was not happy that I was in the pasture, and so I decided to wait till this weekend when we go to the property to go out actually looking for some morels. Eyes beyond your ear. They're they're delicious, but they're just not worth dying over. Not that good. <laughs> Getting gored. <laughs> I hey, still have some from Lefty. I wanted to bring up a couple uh, quick things that kind of. You know, one of the cool things I've been seeing, especially on social media, are all the companies that are throwing out some, you know, whether it's discounts or previews or, you know, whatever it may be to help people out, not only pass the time when they're at home, but also to help them out financially, you know, because a lot of people are laid out, laid off or totally out of work or whatever the case may be because of this. Uh, you know the coronavirus. So one of one of the things that uh, you can check into is the MOTV promo they got going on right now. It's a 30-day free trial with the code Stay Home, and uh, you know there's so many good con you know TV shows on there. The Bone Collectors, Julie and Tiffany, Shockies, you know, and a, a million more that I'm forgetting. Major League Fishing. So. Um, I know they're doing that preview for the next 30 days, so that's that's pretty good. That MOTV app's uh, well worth their penny, so they get it for free for 30 days is pretty awesome. So nice. there's that's a super going good. on. Go ahead, Mark. That's a super good offer right there. That's awesome. Yeah. Then um, our partners at Nomad, they got a 30% off uh, code right now. The code is just Drew30. It's 30% off all their gear that's on their website right now at uh, nomad, nomadoutdoor.com. And another one, and this one's related to us a little closer, is we're doing a free view on DeerCast for the next probably month and a half, two months. And what that means is all of our DVD and VHS library, I think it's like 115 titles or something like that, it's all free. You don't have to have a, a pro or an elite account. You can get in there and view all the old uh, video content and uh, King of the Spring, Sound of the Long Birds of the Spring. You can see the stuff where Mark and Terry look like uh, trucker hats, big glasses, and stashes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know it, Bob. So There's over 220 hours of that footage that's now available to everyone during the free view. Plus, we un we uh, unleashed all the DeerCast Now videos. So if you want to see 
those actual kill shots from the field that our, our team members are uploading, uh, those are all free and available to everyone to watch right now, too. Super. Now, nice you mentioned all the cool articles in there from their staff of writers, Tim. Uh, what did you hit, like article number 600 or 601 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's, we, that's we, hit, we hit 600, and we, you know, we were talking about it, and I was like, man, there is a... There's an awful lot of great content in here, and it's always been available to every deer caster. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, every day a new article goes up in there, and hopefully making you uh, a better and teaching you some stuff and giving you something to think about. So Good deal. I'm getting a text from Walt Gabbert over at Mossy Oak, and he's saying that uh, tonight on the Mossy Oak Go app, Mark's episode of Obsessed, airs so right check on. that out tonight uh, i think it's on at seven looks like 720 central on the mosquito go app so some more free content for you that was a fun rainy day last year we killed a big old gobbler but boy was it a nasty turkey day bad turkey day mm. you like sunshine south winds and we had a rainy north wind nasty day luckily we got one killed we had some birds roosted and got them killed so it should be a good episode I see our uh, Mark, our buddy Bob Richardson, just joined the Facebook Live. What's up, Bob? Love you, brother. And uh, Grandma's on. <laughs> uh, hi, Mom. How are you? So bless uh, her heart. And then got some, you know, it's fools here. So we got a real jokester, Andrew Bennett, to know who's going to kill more turkeys this spring, me or Mark? <laughs> Is there a question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We got to go first. Yeah, exactly. So, so, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, this whole coronavirus? When are we exiting out the backside? I think that's the question on every American's mind. How do we get our everybody in the world, for that matter? How do we get out the backside of this, uh, you know, quarantine period? I think my very uneducated guess will be mid-May. If we're lucky, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking at least into May, maybe into June. I just don't know how much discipline because it's going to require discipline on the part of every American citizen, discipline to follow the CDC guidelines. And I just think we're not, our culture is not to stick with something for more than a few days. Okay, next question. When we do exit out, whether it be you know sometime in May or June, things are going to go back to normal. Summer's here, good weather. Are people going to start congregating and going to ball games and concerts, or, or you know, did we change a little bit through this period? Uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be an influx of people at places where people normally congregate, and uh, but, but I, I think there's going to be some things that will stick with folks like. You know, if I think my, my great grandparents went through the, the Great Depression, and they always saved money. They always had cash at the house. They always had extra food in the deep freeze. And so I think if this thing carries on for a few more months, and people start to feel the pinch of that, we may see some some artifacts of the Great Depression in this in this new generation of people never wanting to be short on toilet paper or meat or any of those staples again. You just hit on something, the meat part of it. I think, you know, I've seen, I'm sure our audience has seen things going around about 
you know, it, all those people that kind of discredited the need for hunting are probably rethinking their position now. And, you know, that, kind of a funny meme at first, but in all reality, it is reality. I mean, you know, it's it's not looking so crazy anymore. The need to, and I saw Jim Shockey posted about this today, actually, that, you know, we might actually revert back to de-urbanization, if you will, um, you know, to an extent. You know, I talked to our friends at Mossio Properties yesterday and said, you know what, they're excited because they feel like it, it might be an opportunity where people say, you know what, I do need a little piece of my own property, uh, you know, just because you just never know. Hopefully yeah. they can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the question is the economic side of it. You know, I, I really worry about, you know, the health of so many different industries. I really do do worry about it. You know, think of the airline industry, the hotel, restaurant industry. I mean, it's the, the crew. There's a lot of baseball, for that matter, concerts, any place that people congregate. You know, I really hope that at the end of this, they, you know, we hear from our government, you know what, the threat is eliminated, it's quite low, go back to being normal, and I hope people go back to being normal. I really hope that, so that we can get our country back, because we really were enjoying the best of times prior to this happening, and then within a week, it all stopped. Yeah. You know, one industry I think that will likely benefit from this is, you know, the move to hard goods, like actual, actual physical, tangible goods, is the firearms industry. Uh-oh. Matt, do you have... Uh... An announcement. Yeah, you guys mentioned baseball and, and wishing we could get back to normal with baseball season, so I figured I'd FaceTime our good buddy from the St. Louis Cardinals starting pitcher and stud, Adam Wainwright. And hey, what's up, Wainwright? How you doing, He's buddy? Flexing. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me turn your volume up. Here we go. There you are. So, Adam, in your opinion... You know, what? Where do you think all goes? You know, for for this season, is it is it something that we're going to be able to get back to normal, or is it just kind of on hold indefinitely? Well, eventually, at some point, it's going to get back to normal. But right now, we're on hold. We don't know when it's going to end. Um, if you hear something? Let me know. But right now, we're just in a holding pattern, and we're trying to figure out. Exactly, you know, how much to do without doing too much. You know, our arms were as pictures our arms were almost ready to rock to go into the season now. For sure. So what are you doing right now to uh, get through the corona blues? Yeah, you there? You in your basement buddy? goes up there just a second, he might have a bad signal there's a lot of internet traffic happening right now. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. You, can you hear me? Okay. I'll call you back. Bad signal. He gone. He gone. But as I was mentioning, the one one of the industries I think will will do pretty well is the firearms industry. Because people are recognizing it wouldn't hurt to have uh, to have a firearm around the house and, and keep it in a responsible way. And you, you won't hear, in fact, I haven't heard any politicians right now, The politi you know, Beto O'Rourke was mentioning, hell yeah, we're going to come take your AR-15s and 
AK-47s. Where are those people now? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not, they're not uh, screaming that now. They'll come back, though. They will. They will. Hopefully, people people will not pay them much mind, though, because they it's it's like having an insurance policy. You hope to never have to use it, but it's there just in case you do. Absolutely, it's been uh, pretty remarkable to see some lines outside of gun shops across the country. You know, to your point, you might you might very well be correct. That could continue. I I remember when the last time we went into a, a bit of a recession. You know, gun gun buying was quite high. I think that at that point, because the administration that was in office at the time, but uh, it, our industry as a whole, even though we were down as an economy, our industry did pretty good, and most of that was because of interest in in, in owning a gun and ammunition. Sure. And, and there's been some fighting that's had to happen. Uh, I know in L.A. County, they had to fight to keep gun stores open as an essential service. So there was an official out there who tried to get them. Uh, deemed non-essential, so they so they could shut them down, and uh, they said no. People people need this, so I'm glad that common sense prevailed there, and allowed people to exercise their Second Amendment right and protect themselves. Absolutely, God bless the NRA and the Second Amendment. That's all I can say. Yeah, no doubt. You know, the Safari Club does a pretty good job of sticking up for the rights of Second Amendment and hunters along with that. But uh, but there, there's two groups out there that are you got to keep at it, otherwise. There's people all the time looking for opportunities to derail derail that. Sure. Any other questions out there, Matt? Uh, let's see here. A lot of people were giving their little hot spots about um, morels. Let's see. <laughs> They're lying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gage Miller says he's been turkey hunting the same property for years. Gobbler strut on the same hillside with hens and, and his timber just out of distance. What can you do to bring them just a little bit closer? So is there a property line that's prohibiting him from going, I'm, I'm going to assume? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. to him if you can. You know, that would be my first uh, recommendation is to get where he normally sees them, build a brush blind, put up a, a muddy pop-up blind, or just make sure you're camouflaged in Mossy Oak, hunt them where you're seeing them. If there's a fence line that's prohibiting you, then I would invest in a decoy. And I would make that uh, a gobbler decoy, e either in the form of a, of a big gobbler like the Trophy, Trophy Tom from AVNX or their HDRJ go-to decoy, the HDRJ from Avian Man. Looks like it's lifelike. I put it up, and I get a lot of really good responses to that decoy. So you either have to show them something to bring them over or go to them, one of those two things. One other point there would be the Winchester Longbeard XR because it does give you that extended range you know, which is what it stands for, to be able to reach out and touch them. And, you know, I know when it first came out, a lot of hunters were wondering if it was ethical or not, but we've tested that stuff over and over and over. And, I mean, you could feel pretty good, especially, you know, we have these blue-pulled scopes on our guns. You know, 60 yards, 50, 60 yards isn't crazy with the right conditions. Correct. That is correct. So really depends on his distance there that he's trying to get to. And you want to make sure you pattern your gun. Um, we're getting those results through our Indian Creek chokes and our um, Winchester 12-gauge uh, SX-3. So yeah. throw Indian Creek in whatever gun you're shooting. Try a longer XR. Uh, that does for you. He wants me to give him a try. He said he's right next to his robbers. Try more. Right, there we go. 
right, we're connecting. Let's try this one more time, big dog. Alright, you guys see him? He's back. Yeah, there he is. Look at those ugly guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, you got a, a very big family. What are you doing with all your kids right now while you're all quarantined? Right now, I'm hiding. They are running wild. I was trying to get a workout in um, just now, and, and uh, my little one-year-old son wants to work out with me so bad. You know, he just he just can't understand why he can't come in the room with me and lift some of these weights. But um, they're they're uh, they're doing they're making the most of it. I'm for the most part, I'm pretty proud of the way they handled all this. You know, I mean, they're not having to go to school. I don't feel too bad for them. You know, they they got a a, a pretty sweet deal right now with um, being home and. Luckily, we've we've uh, we've got some food and and we've got a lot of hangout time. So we're we're going through the Marvel series, watching a lot of movies, watching some American Idol. We're we're trying to school them as best we can, and and uh, it's just, it's a full time job with kids in the house never going to school. I can tell you that. <laughs> so you're keeping your sanity the best you can. That's right. Yep. So. So what are you doing workout-wise to try to keep that arm ready to rock if and when they do start baseball back up? Yeah, I've got a net, um, a big, like, eight feet wide, eight feet tall net that uh, I've played catch with for the last two weeks. Uh, my, my teammate, KK, my, my new Korean teammate, he, uh, he got here today, so we went out and played a little catch, six feet apart minimum. Of course. Uh, <laughs> And uh, my arm's staying in shape. My arm's, uh, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Actually playing at a, I got 13 baseballs. So uh, playing into this net, I back up, you know, as far as I need to go back. And then I throw into this net. And by the time it takes me to go pick the balls up and walk back, it sort of simulates an inning. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good stuff, you know. Getting a lot of steps in, I bet. <laughs> Wayno, let me ask you this. Are you what are you 37 now? 38? 38. 38. Okay. So do you view this break as you know what? This gives me a little more time to rest up or do you view this as you know what? Father time's probably not on my side. History or statistics would set would show that I wish we were playing. Like how do you view this mentally this break? That's good. Okay, so you're 38, you've got an extended break where you're not throwing, you know, six, seven innings every five days. So do you view this as, you know what, I'm giving my arm a little bit more rest in the offseason, or do you view this in your head as, I'm 38, five times against me here a little bit, I wish we could get going. Like, which which side of that coin are you on? I'm on both sides of the coin, if I can be. Um, you know, as a, as a 38-year-old baseball player and the rest of the world thinks 38 is pretty young but in baseball you they're like father time if you're 38 years old um, right. there's only so many bullets you've got allotted you know uh, so I'm trying to save 
some bullets, keep some powder dry. Uh, at the same time, I'm a competitor, and I was really close to being ready for the season. And my last start, I, I threw five innings and, and felt really great. And I felt great for the first time all spring. Just everything was clicking. I just felt so confident. And I just—I really didn't even need any more start ready for the season. I was ready to rock. And then as soon as I walk in after my fifth inning, we found out mid-game that the spring training had been postponed. So it's kind of like, uh, all time. <laughs> but I uh, wish they could have. Wish they could have given us this warning before spring training started, which they couldn't have. But I wish they could have, uh, so that we didn't get all, you know, ramped up and almost ready to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully we're back out there soon, and you've got the correct ramp up time, and it doesn't, you know, because you can see this type of situation. All of a sudden, they go, "Okay, it's time to go." How much time will you guys need, particularly the starting pitchers, to get back in game form? Yeah, it'll depend on how well we can kind of keep our arms going, like we talked about. I mean, you know, one, it's one thing to throw a long toss and play pitch from a long ways away and strengthen your arm. It's a whole other thing entirely to have all the feel for your pitches and be able to adopt them, you know, right where you need to in the strike zone. So that's going to take a few weeks minimum. But if we can keep our, if we can keep our arms going uh, and keep them strongly to – to kind of get back on the mound and get get going quickly, then we should it should take a couple of weeks, but um, that's minimum. I mean, as starting pitchers, it takes time to build it build that program out a little bit. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. All right. So, who am I talking to right now? Besides beautiful gentleman I can see here, am I speaking to an audience or anything? You are. You're live. You're live. I should have told you that. You're live on Facebook. <laughs> on the <grid. laughs> Good thing we got that cleared up. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. All right. Well, what's up, all the, all the people that are tuning in? I appreciate uh, appreciate the tutorials for all they've helped me and taught me about hunting and the outdoors. And I uh, know y'all are learning and and uh, and all that from them also. So you're you're into the in my mind, the, the greatest hunters in the world, besides Matthew. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, y'all are lucky. But, uh, one, one positive note, if this does extend on, and we can still hunt, Adam and I have been te texting back and forth, figuring out how he might actually get to experience spring turkey season this year. Yeah. <laughs> First time ever, huh? <laughs> Yeah, spring and fall turkey season. I miss them every year because of uh, baseball season. And sure, you know, there are some. There, we we've, we've been out a couple of times over the years um, on an off day or whatever. But now I've got so many kids, man. I, off days are special for for the family. But I can't just run off and go hunt whenever I want to anymore. But uh, I miss spring and fall turkey every year. So I'm looking forward to maybe getting a chance. I've never killed a in a legit turkey season habitat. I've never. I've never killed, uh, harvested. I've never harvested a turkey um, before. So in Colorado, I've got one. When you go on those hunts, where you can kill, harvest a deer and a turkey and you know, a pig or something. But I've um, never been able to do a turkey hunt like I know you guys are passionate about. So I'm looking forward to it. Right on, man. Cool. Right on. Absolutely. Anybody who can call one for me, I don't know. <clears throat> Mark, but you're, if you're coming with me, we're get we got problems. <laughs> You'll get one. With, 
uh, Aaron Bennett or anybody else, I get garbled. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, right. know, we know. I, I just had a question about professional athletes in general. Obviously, you guys have way more discipline than most than most folks do. Do you think there are any guys out there, any other, any other fellow players? Or just any MLBers in general that are going to get kind of sideswiped when the season does start. Like maybe they kick back and watch a little too much television and eating too much junk food during this time, and then the season's going to hit them like a ton of bricks. Well, I imagine it'll feel hit some people differently than others. I think what's going to happen is uh, most guys are going to be fairly prepared. Um, it's hard to be completely prepared because you don't know when that call's going to happen. But there's going to be some people that go, you know what, we're not going to play until late, late, late in this season. And, and uh, can y'all hear what's going on in my house right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's going to be some people that, that think it's going to be a lot later than it maybe is, and that yeah. they're going to be behind. Um, and then there's going to be some people that, that were so close to being ready, they shut it down completely. And then when they get that call, they've got to ramp up all the way from the beginning again. But mm -hmm. I think for the most, most part of us, we're going to find a way to stay in shape the best we can. Sure. Makes sure. sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate your time. Maybe we'll let you get back to those kids and that workout. But uh, thanks, and we'll just keep in touch about turkey season. Okay. Appreciate it, Matthew. All right. See talk you. to you later, buddy. See, See you later. Thank you, buddy. Very good, I'm curious. Are you guys using your time differently now than you were before? Are you committing to anything different, a new habit or something? Well, I have two hours a day that I'm typically traffic, one hour each way going back and forth to work. So for me... I've been able to sleep in and still get a full workout in in the mornings and get ready for work and come down and start normal time. And so me, it's it's for me, it's like a whole new life where I got all this time. But I mean, I just spent in a in my truck, yeah. you know, before. And when it's five o'clock, five thirty, whatever, I'm done and I'm home. So I get to spend that time with the kids at lunch. I get to spend time with the kids. So for me, like. It has been nice in that regard. Mm -hmm. It's just cost me a lot of turkey hunting time. <laughs> <laughs> An unfortunate amount of time is now in your hands. Yes, exactly. But that that here shortly. So. I'm, I'm kind of in your boat. Just in terms of the, the commute, I, I got my commute time back, and so I'm able to get some workouts in or get a few running miles in or something like that. And, and I've actually started learning the guitar. So I've always wanted to learn the acoustic guitar, and so I'm like, I'm never going to have more opportunity than now, so why not? And, and, and I tell you what, part of the inspiration behind it is Joe Diffie's passing. Like, I, I loved Joe Diffie growing up, and uh, his music was the soundtrack of much of my adolescence and teen years. Saw him back at the end of February when he and Mark Chestnut came to town for a show, and then... Um, and then saw that he passed, and oh, it just, it just really. Yeah, I think we're gonna see more of this. We're gonna see celebrities that we know about um, pass, and it just hit real close to home. And so I figured I, I've always wanted to do this, so why not start now? So here we go. 
We've got a month yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> right. The, the quarantine can't end soon enough. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need all the time I can get. Before, before we jump off here, I want one, one last thing to talk about. It's it's a pretty cool new promotion where one of our partners, uh, Groove Life, they make these silicone rings that, uh, that – so they're doing a really cool thing. They teamed up with us, Matio, NWTF, and Bone Collectors, and they're giving away, I believe it's $1,000 in cash, cash every day plus like another – $500 in prizes, like gift cards and stuff like that from those partners, for starting a day and for the next 14 days. And all you got to do is participate in this gobbler challenge, gobble challenge, they're calling it. So you could go check out the Instagram handle uh, that they got. I believe it. I believe it is gobble challenge 2020. But all you got to do is do a video, get your kids involved, get a non-hunter involved, and do a little mouth call and have your kids gobble. It's just kind of a fun way to get kids involved and kind of talk turkey and get ready for the spring and give away some cash and prizes. So uh, you can check it out. It's pretty cool. And you don't have to be a pro. In fact, it's probably better to not be a pro because they're not judging this based on quality. It's more about the entertainment value. Let's hear your best uh, call and, and uh, gobble. <laughs> Man, I'm not ready for that. I can call, but I haven't gobbled and I haven't gobbled yet this year, but I can yell for you. I'm ready to make that deal and coming across the yard right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Here it comes. Last <laughs> last question we got. A guy's asking, uh, Mark, what advice you give to his nine-year-old daughter going turkey hunting for the first time this Saturday. Have fun. Have fun, darling. Don't get too cold. Take something to occupy your time. Ask Dad every question you can about everything you see in the outdoors. Ask him for extra candy. Make sure you have extra candy with you, Dad. That always helps. And uh, just have fun. L show them what spring is all about. It's not just about the wild turkey. If you look at the ground, it's erupting. If you listen to all the birds, they're, they're starting their mating calls. It's a mating season for a lot of different animals out there. So enjoy the time. Keep your daughter in nature and just have a fun time while you're out there turkey hunting. It's those bonds that you will share the rest of your life. I just realized who asked that question. It's Rita Latchik, oh, yeah. the, the farm winner of our uh, 68 form that we gave away. Absolutely. It's especially fun if you're doing it on a brand new 60-acre parcel. <laughs> That's right. So We want to see pictures of that. Kill or no yeah, kill. Absolutely. Please update us in DeerCast. And no get doubt. her to do that gobble challenge. All right. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we got to shut this thing down, huh, guys? We should. Well, I, you know, I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you are a first-time viewer, we do this show weekly, so you can get it for free on DeerCast. You can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You can also see it on our YouTube channel. So there's lots of ways to get it, and it costs $0. Probably because it's worth about $0. <laughs> I will not argue with you on that, <laughs> Everyone safe out there. Have a great turn. Um, follow the CDC guidelines. Be smart. Think about other people. Be reasonable, and and just make help people understand what good-natured folks 
hunters and the hunting community is, and and I think we'll we'll make a lot of inroads with people during this time. Absolutely. All right. Everybody stay safe. All those youth right. hunters out there this weekend, good luck. Be safe. Go get Bye, em. Mom. Love you. Peace.